Welcome, world, to episode 179 of the Chamberlain Chance Analysis Podcast. My name is Chance. I'm at the games of chance.blogspot.com. It updates actually fairly regularly with new awesome video content. Oh man, I never, I never sent you guys to play the game. I, I uploaded a pair of plays of the game specifically to send to you guys and say, oh my god, look at this. And then I never sent it to you. So I'm going to send it to you as we talk. Nice. Uh, but with me, as always, is Chamberlain of InfiniteBacklog.com. Chamberlain, how's it hanging? I am like, I think two weeks shy of visiting your fine country hmm? for a week. What, what section of the country? Vancouver. Oh, very nice. Very yes, nice. Yes. Going yeah. to see the wide open spaces, the forests, the, there are no wide open spaces wide in open fucking spaces, BC yeah. unless you go to the beach. No, well maybe, but, but I hear I hear there's a, a phenomenal um, aquarium in Vancouver. Yep. So I have never been. I've lived in BC, but I never went to Vancouver. Mm, okay. I've lived in every Western province at one point or another. And joining us is uh, Alex of Daily DailyCrackpot.blogspot.com. Alex, how's life? Life is life is pretty good. Um, good. Bird training's going well. Gotten them nice. off of seeds. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, was... it's really Sorry. hard because like he grew up just eating basically potato chips all the time, and I'm trying oh. to get him to eat broccoli. Oh. Like he didn't even realize it was food for the first couple months. He would just throw it out. <laughs> oh no, he knew it was. He's but like, this... "Fuck you, broccoli." No, he fuck honestly you. didn't. Now he like he sees it. And he's like, "Fuck food, yes." Okay, okay. Now okay. he actually eats it, but that took months. And that, like, that is still though a whole. I, like the opener was the whole thing it was my, yeah. my birds hooked on the seeds. <laughs> like, <laughs> McKee hooked on the seeds, man. I, he's jonesing for him. Yeah, no. And like this way, he'll live fixed. like another fifteen years. Oh, so seeds shorten their lifespan. No, seeds is basically eating like fries every day. Oh, it's just fat because the fat in there. Yeah. Okay, mm. okay. Yeah. And you know, I'm trying out. I'm learning C plus plus over the internet. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. I'm getting out of the service industry. It's hard. Mm. Programming yes, it is. is hard. Yes, it is. I am. I have tried a couple times. I'm just not smart enough. I I, I can't. It's... Anything past like like basic and maybe a little bit of scripting with batch files, I can't do it. I know. I know. Oh, like it's not just C plus plus. It is Python and Java. Oh my god. Yeah, they say you can learn this all of this in eighty hours. We'll see. Yeah, no, sure. no, you can't. No. Well, you know, better to try. Yeah, well, absolutely. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disparaging your attempt. I'm just saying that if you learn this, you're a better man than I. Because I. I mean, I know like a little bit of SQL. Yeah. And that's that's it. But like, if I like quote unquote graduate from this, like it gives me a little certificate that will actually get me get my foot in the door. Nice. Yeah. I went. I once talked to a guy who was just one of many programmers and kind of tech guys working for a major Canadian city's um, um, like infrastructure, like their roads and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the lights that govern the roads, the traffic lights. He made hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what it says, like the, are... like at uh, the tech school I was looking at. Yeah, because I was thinking about like becoming like a full time, you know, uh, optician, make like fifty grand a year. Like that's mm-hmm. not too bad. Minimum for uh, cybersecurity, one hundred thousand dollars. I'm like, exactly. Oh, yeah. the oh money, okay. Cybersecurity is where the money is, right? Hello. It's not even programming. It's it's yeah. Yeah, like we have this perception of programmers as you know guys who work really hard, and you know maybe if they make an amazing app, they'll get rich. But otherwise, we think of them as poor because when we think of programmers, we think of game developers. Yeah, <laughs> no, those are starving artists. Yes. <laughs> no, this is, this is like oh, you learn C plus plus and Python, so I don't have to. Here's a hundred grand a year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get it now. My my father's been a programmer for thirty years. Oh, and yeah, <laughs> he works remotely. And he never goes to the office. 
He works at his pace. People don't bother him. He just that produce results. Amazing. It took a while to get there. And he was like the last generation to get in without any schooling because he just kind of knew it. Okay. And then he, he kind of grandfathered in. Plus, he's been with the same company for forever, which doesn't happen anymore anyway. I mean, mm. nobody's, a, nobody's a lifer anywhere anymore. It just That's not how the job market is. <sighs> yeah. Like, like is, they interviewed um, the entire age range of millennials, and nobody within a 30-year radius of me expects to keep a job longer than four years. Yeah. Yeah. What the- you know, it, I think it used to be like a law in Japan. I don't know if it was law or just like literal custom that if you were employed, you had that job for life, period. Huh. You were with that company for the wow. rest of your life. That's how it was. You were guaranteed a job. And so when companies went under, it was a huge, huge shame for the boss. And that's why bosses in, in Japan will sometimes kill themselves if the company goes under because they're acknowledging that they personally failed the livelihood of all those people. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Is, yeah, Interesting fantastic. personal responsibility for a CEO, isn't it? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, getting seppuku is a little bit much, but uh, yeah. it's... <laughs> well, I, I don't think they use the blade, but... <laughs> it's bad for the suit. You don't want to bleed like, on that. Every time it's you hear bad about... for the suit. I just don't want to go through that, man. <laughs> <laughs> like every it's time you hear about something die. from China getting recalled, they're always like, oh, and the CEO hung himself. There we go. Yeah, well... That's China. That's true, though. I, I haven't... The longest I've had a job outside of retail was like five or six years. Hmm. Then I moved on to something else. I have been with my current employer for, it'll be 10 years this year, I think. Wow. Or maybe, wow. maybe it was 10 years last year. No, it's not a good thing. I'm not happy about it. But well. I'm there. I'm there and I do the job and people say I do a good job, but who knows. I get that feeling. Mm-hmm. I've been like, asked like, hey, is there anything you need me to like tighten up around here? Like, you're doing great. And I did not have that job the week after that. Oh, well. Appreciate I mean, the honesty, guys. Great. Haven't been fired, but. Yeah. Yet. Give it time. <laughs> um, video games. Video games. So I played some Overwatch this week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there was the, there was the 2-2-2 announcement last week. And the very next game I went in, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna practice some support so I can play some support when 2-2-2 comes out. And so I went Zenyatta. And then the rest of the team very slowly assembled into a 2-2-2, except the last person wouldn't pick. Uh-huh. <laughs> And then they flashed Tracer, so I went Tracer, and then they went Healer, so we had a 2-2-2. Okay. It was a really nice game. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really good game. It felt really cool to have people playing support who wanted to play support and tanks who wanted to play tank. Um, so that that moment just kind of sold me on the whole 2-2-2 thing. If they were going to go all the way with this 2-2-2 thing, mm-hmm. then they should wait your wait time based on your SR. Uh, if, you're, if your SR is higher... You are moved further up the queue. If you suck, you're pushed to the end of the line. That's not how Overwatch grouping works at fucking all. But it, 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 if the if the entire point of two 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 is to create competitive matches, shouldn't you allow people who are better into matches sooner? No, you should allow people of equal skill into matches with people of their same skill level. That's the question. No, 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 eh, that's the question. Yeah, the thing, okay, so, okay. so this person's tank is rated 2,500. This person's support is rated 2,500. This person's DPS is rated 2,500. Let's get those people in a game together. We don't want those people in a game and this one fucking grandmaster DPS in there okay. fucking up these platinum people's games. What are you doing? I'm trying to protect people from your tracer. No, I... <laughs> no. no. They, they, they need to protect themselves from my tracer. And, you know, some of them do an admirable job of it. Like, I've had Zenyatas fuck me up. And, you know, the stuff I post, 
that's that's where I succeed. <laughs> okay, that's are, the good the good yeah, times. Yeah, make like the clip shows. Like I was having a I was having a um, you know me and Chris had some rounds last night, and what was going to be the last round of the night, we just got our asses fucking kicked, just kicked. And he's like, okay, well, good games. So I'm like, no, 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 one more, one more. <laughs> that, that can't be the last one. Damn it, I gotta go to bed. No, no. <laughs> and so we, we go into a really, really hard fight on, I think it was, was it a King of the Hill? I think it was a King of the Hill. But it was a hard fight, and I ended up, I think I had like 15 deaths that game. That's Oof. a lot of deaths. Like, I can, yeah, I can do like a King of the Hill and come up with two deaths sometimes. Uh, with that on a really good game. But this was like a hard fight. I died 15 fucking times. That's not a clip show. But I got the Elims card, and I got 43 Elims by the end of it. He was an insane game, really good game, but a lot of failures, or a lot of you know mistakes. The ratio is still pretty good, though. Kills to deaths. Yeah, no, no. Isn't like that? I'm, I'm generally like I can have, I can definitely have bad, bad games, but I'm pretty good. I tend to be pretty good, and I'm good enough that people can sometimes get a little upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's their problem. I know. I know. But, it, you know, sticks and stones. It hurts. It hurts. Yeah. It does. Like, yeah, yeah, and that's my own failing. I don't know why it gets to me. I'm sensitive. I'm sensitive. Because you care about people. I don't know that I do. But you do. If, if their opinion didn't matter to you, then you'd be an asshole like me who would revel in the salt that you created. I kind of, I kind of wish about their opinion. I kind of wish I could be that dispassionate about it. I wish someone like I, yeah, I appreciate when some people, you know, say GG, like, which reminds me, I think I talked last week about Winston, who was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I put that video up and when I did, I, I opened up the PlayStation network app and said, okay, so this was weeks ago. You probably don't remember this, but you were an awesome Winston, man. Like we had some good shit. And I described some of the stuff that he pulled off during the game. And he's like, yeah, man, we were really good deal. Do it. We should team up. And I'm like, yeah, let's go on a friends list. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then I just never show up online because I'm set to appear offline. <laughs> so I never grouped up with the guy, but I still want to. And I feel really fucking guilty about that. Anyway, what was the other story? There was one good story. Oh, yeah, there's the May, and then there's, okay, both of these are two different games that take place on Busan. And the Busan game, was the Busan game the last game? The Busan game might have been the 43 kills game. And um, this person starts out on Sombra, and Sombra is a hard tracer counter. And she is actually giving me some trouble, but we uh, they win the first round, we win the second round. Okay, stop. Explain hard tracer counter. Is that because her hack disables yes. your blink? Yes. Okay. Tr- uh, tra- uh, tracer survivability is 100% her mobility. Okay. She's got a health bar that's the size of a sliver. Like, no one has less health than Tracer in the game. Um, and she can only survive because of how well she can juke you okay. with blinks. You take away my blinks. I just get shot. <laughs> That's okay. it. Okay. That's it. I just get shot. And so, um, and so a moment when a Sombra hacks you and you turn around and shoot her in the head before she kills you. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Anyway. So the Sombra eventually switches to, they switch, they switch off to something else and then they switch to May for the third round and they actually get me with a headshot at least once. So I think they kill me twice, but, um, Towards towards the end of the map, we've gotten control back of the point. I know she's coming back on May, so I split off from her team, and I and I go and I get a health pack. And as I I get one health pack, so I'm at half health now. I still need another health pack, and I know that she's coming back from spawn. I can hear that she's coming down a path that is below the platform that I'm on now. So as she goes, I walk just past her point of view on the above platform towards the next health pack, just enough so that she can see me. And I do this consciously, and I'm so glad it worked out. (laughs) (laughs) And so I can hear her ice wall as soon as I 
go towards the health pack. And that means she used her ice wall to get herself up on that higher ground where I was. And I'm like, good, here she is. So I just kind of blink around the corner to grab the health pack. And then I, I just kind of turn my point of view to the side just enough so that she doesn't think I can see her. But out of the corner of my eye, I can see her coming down the hall towards me. And mm-hmm. I go up towards the exit, towards the point where, you know, I surely must be going to continue helping with the team fight. And then I turn around and I stand at the top of the stairs. She's got to come around a corner to come up these stairs. And I don't see her. I don't even hear the footsteps. I just time it. And at the right moment, I leap out off the top of the stairs. She comes around the corner. I put my guns to her head. And just less than a second. Less than a second she had. And she got me with a body shot before I killed her. But as far as she was concerned, it was an instant. She got one-shotted. It was instantaneous. It was one of the most beautiful executions of a May I've ever performed in my (laughs) fucking life. Yeah. And that's, you know, I'm just going to leave that one. Yeah. That, those okay. are my Overwatch stories. I had some good Overwatch right. games. So, a month and a half ago or so, you had a lot of really nice things to say about Days Gone. I will still have good things to say about Days yeah. Gone. And then, Alex, you bought Days Gone, did you not? I did. And Alex I did not it finish for it. five hours and just couldn't okay. give a damn. Yeah. I'm so, sorry. I, I have okay. played it, and we're gonna. I'm gonna put a blanket spoiler warning on Days Gone discussion here because it's been long enough. Fair enough. And I don't think anybody besides Chance cares. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's not true. The reviews are not actually that bad. It's it's like a seven out of ten. It's not bad. No, no. It is. First of all, it is incredibly linear for an open world game. Yeah, I'm with you there. And it actively punishes exploration thanks to the gas mechanic. So as you're driving, so as you're driving to one of the camps, you'll see a question mark off on the side. You're like, oh, I should go to that question mark, but I don't want to have to dig around for gas afterwards, so I'm not going to go. So with this one mechanic of the how fast gas runs out in your bike, it squashes part of the one of the best parts of any open world game, which is just striking out in a random direction and seeing what there is to see. You like, can't do that. I need like a spoon to clink against a cup. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> are you going to refute these one at a time? Because that, yeah, that's my yeah. that's my first one. So, so, no, it's no, no, linear, that's, that's and the two. gas mechanic is stupid. Okay, that, that's okay, two. Okay. So, that's okay. Two? First fine, of all, fine. first of all, I agree with the appearance, the appearance of linearity. Okay. Um, there there is a certain amount of linearity in how you progress through the plot, just as there is in any open world game. But the one of the issues with Days Gone is that it doesn't really tell you about all the side shit that it wants you to be doing at this point in the game. There is shit that you should be dealing with out in the wild at this point in the game, but you're not going to look for it because there's not a map marker telling you it's there. Finding hordes is surprisingly difficult. Agreed. And that's one of the things you should be doing at this point in the game because a horde at this point in the game is no more than like 10 or 20 guys. I didn't have a heart. There were like big red dots over where they were. Uh, it gets to that. No, point that's different. No, yeah. that's that. That's that's um, infestation zones. Right. Not yeah. the actual hordes. The yeah. actual hordes move around. Yeah. Oh, and okay, you don't okay. get you don't get hordes marked on your map until very very late in the game when it's like okay time to clean up all those hordes that you didn't get because yeah. the game doesn't tell you to go look for hordes okay, but actually looking for hordes is in fact incredibly important because that's one of the things that raises your rank with the local uh, camp more than anything else more than anything else you can do. It's yeah. a huge thing. And that was one of my complaints was that they didn't hammer home how important that was. So there's all kinds of shit for you to do out there but you're not looking for it. So let's go to that gas meter. Yeah. I'm, so, Actually, I don't what know kind of game, what kind of open world action game does Days Gone kind of want to be? It's it, wants not, to be, it wants to be Vice City. Not at fucking all. What are you talking about? 
No. That was the last, that was the last uh, game to have a gas mechanic that I can think of. Vice City had a gas mechanic? Yes, it did. Seriously? I, I don't oh, yeah. fucking I don't It was so that. bad they had to get rid of it. I don't remember <laughs> okay. that. Patched I it out. honestly I don't remember I, that. I hate Vice City, and that was why. I don't remember that. It had get, or you had to fill up gas. See, I played that game ga- to the end of the fucking earth. Anyway, yep. Okay. If okay. the gas mechanic was so important, then they wouldn't turn it off for story missions. There it is. Ah, okay. First of all, the reason it needs to be turned off for not just story missions, but I think certain sections of story missions is obvious. They don't want you running out of gas in the middle of this this linear sequence of events that they've set up. Well. For However, the gas mechanic out in the open world, as you're just tooling around doing, doing camp missions as a general rule, or as you're exploring, is, is intrinsic. It is part and parcel with the kind of low-key survival aspects that they've got going on throughout the rest of the game. It has encouraged me to use fast travel exclusively. I never drive anywhere if I can bother, if I can, if I can help it. I was I the fast absolute, travel camp to camp. I was the absolute fucking op- opposite when I played it, because part of the point to me was that feeling of, oh shit, I am out of fucking everything. And so I walk my bike up to this little town, and I can hear the zombies in the town. Oh shit, do I have enough to deal with these zombies? That t- The tension of that, the tension of whether or not there is even fucking gas in here. I love that experience, and that's one of the things that Days Gone really did a good job of delivering, but I don't feel it went nearly deep enough with it. I think the well, crafting is too shallow. I also never Looting really struggled to find any gas. No. No, like if you know it's where to look, annoyance. you know where to look. It is. It's an it is annoying. You have to no. like tilt it in there. You have to like aim yeah. your tiny reticle at the exact gas, the gas and, tank. And, that and then I, I never really have an issue with ammunition. It's just an annoyance. I'm like, it's just, it, it feels like the gameplay loop would be smoother if I didn't have to worry about filling the bike up. No, that's part That's part of the loop. That's part of the drama of it, is you're out in this desperate, you-might-fucking-die situation. Everything's screwed up. Oh, my God, that sniper shot my bike. Now my bike is fucked like it can barely move, and I'm almost out of gas. Fuck, what am I going to do? That's, that's the drama of Days Gone. So when that happens, you get to another problem, is that the combat is still terrible. It is pretty bad. I've been, like, I'm probably 20, 25 hours in, I'm at like tier four on most of the skills of the things, you know. It's still not good. Uh, every, every, every single encounter is hide behind chest high wall, to wait for your focus meter to fill up, pop focus, headshot, headshot, hide back in. Um, you and I played this game very differently. <laughs> and then, and, and then, I mean, of course, you, you begin each encounter with stealth because stealth just works better. Uh, and stealth so is okay. No bullets. It's very efficient. Yes, yeah, stealth is efficient. It, it it works quickly, but I mean, every time a gun battle breaks out against people, yeah. that works. Against freakers, dealing with large groups of freakers is never fun, ever, ever. Completely disagree. Because yeah, you get overwhelmed. Know. You don't have enough bullets. You're just running all the time. It's a puzzle. It's a puzzle to it's, solve. I'm not, with I'm the not even. I'm some not talking about the hordes. I, well, yeah, but I, I've only fought one horde, and that was entirely by accident. It was like right there, and I happened to have enough lures and grenades to blow them up. It was right by a, the trains. There was like a, like a train station there, a train overpass, mm-hmm. and like no, suddenly no, yeah, yeah. there's like forty yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. And it, the solution was lure, grenade, lure, grenade. And there's and a bunch of there tend to be a bunch of explosive barrels in those areas too. Yeah, actually, yeah. When, when I when I fought the big guy, the, the big zombie, big freaker. Yeah, yeah. And that was a pretty obvious one, like, oh, there's all these explosive things, maybe I should blow him up. Mm-hmm. So, another issue I have is that everybody, save maybe three people in the game, is an absolute asshole. Everyone. Let's, let's go through the camps here. Copeland 
is an asshole. He is. But he, he does this, genuinely care about his people. He does, but he is living off the I told you so from two years ago. And, He's so smug about it. And in Copeland's camp, that girl who runs the the place where you're turning the ears. Yes. Oh, yeah, I she love likes her. you. She, she likes is a, you. She's a great character. I really she's like her. She's pretty great. I like yeah. her. Tuck. Tuck is, is a asshole. monster. Tuck is a monster. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she, she, the way, what she does to that girl you were talking about who gets all cut up. Yeah. She's, she's running a slave labor she is, camp. She's, she's running a slave labor camp. And, yeah. but at the same time, you get the sense that she, there's a part of her that actually believes that this is the best way to keep all these people safe. Hey, you got food. Yeah. yeah. What do you complain and about? And then, and then her, her guy there, Al, Alki. Yeah. Is just, he's worthless. He's yeah. Nothing, he doesn't do anything. And then you, yeah. then you finally get to, but, to Iron Mike's but, camp. Sarah, okay. But there was Sarah. Yeah, so she's disappeared there, from me too. Yeah, but but the there's there's a, there's a cool there's a cool interesting and character. Go on. That Iron Mike's camp. Iron Mike is worthless, and Schizo is. I want to shoot him in the face. Okay, you're supposed to want to shoot Schizo in the face. Iron Mike is not useless. You'll discover that soon enough. Um, and only, and what's her name? Uh, ba, 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 ba. The only characters I like are in Iron Mike's camp. Yeah, it's it's Ricky. Yeah, Ricky's and, and the doctor. Awesome. The I doctor's can't, I can't cool. remember her name. I like, and I like the girl who runs the uh, um, who runs the gun shop in in Iron Mike's camp. Yeah, yeah, she's nice too. But Deacon St. John is insufferable. I hate him. Okay, he, every what? time he opens his mouth, I hate he, him. He, yeah, he is set to grumbly asshole one hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and maybe that's I why I, could, I love him I so much. I wish I could play as Boozer. Because when I'm at work or out and about in the world, I am that guy. You grumbly asshole. I am staying. Fine, I'll, I, I'll do I am, this thing that needs to be done. Blah, 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 yeah, blah. I'll, I'll, I'm generally just like stay the fuck away from me, and if you need some, fine. Here it is, done perfectly. Goodbye. I, I was actually pretty <laughs> impressed with his performance. Like he's I, a grumbly no, asshole, but he finds a lot of like. It's it's a fantastic performance. Yeah. I agree. the voice acting is good. I'm not I'm not putting any. I'm not disparaging the performance. I'm saying as a character, I don't like him. I, w- I wish I could play as Boozer. You're not supposed to, though, and I, and I appreciate the difference between someone who just kind of irritates you unintentionally and someone that's supposed to be, like, putting other people off for a reason you don't know yet. Yeah. Oh, you know why? Because he hasn't gotten over the death of his wife. The only thing that really bugged me about Deacon was his reaction to, you know, various camps that he would come across, like a, you know, an ambush camp. Oh, he just wants to kill them all. And he would suddenly, like, turn from, like, uh, oh, I think we're almost out of gas to, oh, I'm going to kill everyone, you motherfucker. Yeah. Like, he just got yeah. so angry so he, fast. With the Rippers, he does that, too. Yeah. It's like, I'm yeah. going to kill all of you. Yeah. Uh, I'll last... tell you where it lost me hard, though. Okay. That bullshit stealth mission around that helicopter. Oh, those are awful. God, they are fucking, awful. I yelled at the screen, what the fuck do you want me to do like seven times? They're like, they, eavesdrop on one, on one of the pe- one of the people in the white suits. There are 15 people in white suits and they're all talking to each other. What do you want me to do? Okay, there was one okay. specific this guy is, in the mines I was supposed to listen to. Now, I will it, agree that the game does not do a good job of telling you what to do in those situations. That is true. But I just want to say, for the record, I never had an impasse with like one of those missions. Not once. It happened like, twice and I was done. I probably I probably yeah, I probably got caught once or twice for each one. But each one I could kind of figure out where I needed to go and what I needed to do. Like it was not it didn't hinder anything for me. I just had there, to say for yeah, me. At, I, at other time I was sick of these missions when I play Black Fag. Flag, excuse me. Oh. It's the it's the same dude. Not Hide cool. in these bushes, listen cool. to listen to these people talking. You know what else had really bad stealth missions? Gravity Rush Two. <laughs> Games that Gravity do not. Rush 2's self missions were absolutely fucking horrendous. Yeah. 
because stealth done poorly is like worse than anything else. Yeah, that weird. being said, I'm still playing the game because I'm waiting for this revelation, this big, the, for big things to start happening because nothing happens. No, you could feel nothing building, happens though, in the game. You can feel it building, and now that you're at Iron Mike's camp, it's going to start rolling. And then when you get to the end of the Iron Mike arc, oh my god, you're just like tumbling down a mountain. Well, it's clearly, incredible. spoilers here. Clearly, the Rippers are going to attack because Iron Mike has a has a truce with the Rippers, and Carlos is going to come rolling in and do attack. I mean, that, that's what's going to happen. Well, I guess you've got this all figured out. I can't wait to uh, return to the specific plot point next week. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just, it, it, the problem is, is that I, I just played another mediocre open world game in Rage 2, but I had much more fun with Rage 2 because the actual shooting in Rage 2 was really good. Okay, yes. The story was stupid, and the characters were lame, and the driving was not good, but when the action act finally broke out, when the shit hit the fan, it was fun. Okay, so Days Gone, again, this is returning to the survival question. In the same way that, you know, Resident Evil is not fun. It's, it's, a, it's a simulation of a horrific situation, and Days Gone is the simulation of a horrific situation, plus survival aspects, like open-world survival aspects, plus open-world, you know, driving around, plus RPG aspects, and it it takes a while, it takes a long time for you to feel really powerful with your weapons. That's the, the shitty, the way it sh- feels shitty, I, it sucks, It it's intentionally shitty. Now, that doesn't mean it's not shitty. It is shitty. Yeah. It's not fun to play, but... It plays that way in service of of the the suspension of disbelief is trying to create. Mm-hmm. Uh, it plays that way in the same way that you know Metal Gear Solid Two played really. You had to play really consciously the entire time because that's how Kojima designed it, and because he wanted you to be thoughtful about every single move you were making. True, and but that's, you, you you just compared Days Gone to Metal Gear Solid Two. No, I compared I compared the design. <laughs> I'm I'm talking about games where where the design of the gameplay is in service to the fantasy of the game, not in service to the fantasy of the action. Okay. You know, and, and Rage, Rage 2 is about the action. It's about making that action feel good. Days yeah. Gone is about immersing you in that fantasy of being powerless. Relatively powerless. But at least give me a character that I like. You will. <laughs> the, the last thing that I did was... The last two things I did had to do with Boozer. Boozer had his arm removed because uh-huh. he was infected. And and Deacon's affection for Boozer doesn't move you. Well, no, I, I it does, but one of the last things that happened was was Boozer. Deacon's ran off. inability inability to walk away from Sarah didn't move you. Well, but here, here's the, here's the thing: it's almost a self destructive affection because the last one of the last things I did was Boozer got drunk and left. Mm, so yeah. I'm going home. I'm going home, buddy, brother. I'm going home. So you find him. And Boozer found a horde. And he's standing there going, fine, we're going to do this. And what does Deacon do? Instead of trying to save him, he says, fine, we'll die together. So part of his affection for Boozer is just looking for a way to end it. No, no. Deacon is suicidal throughout the entire game. Yeah, this is also true. His reason for for living, for continuing to live, is to take care of Boozer. That's it. And if Boozer dies... Deacon's okay with dying. Not only that, but at that point in the game, Deacon had already defeated a horde and was aware that it could be done. 
And you had not be. of that size. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I, the only horde I've looked at so far is like this little tiny one. I haven't seen anything big yet. Oh man, there's shit later in the game where like they send you out to fight a horde, going ha 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 ha, and you and you walk back in a hero. It's fucking amazing. Anyway. <laughs> it it so, is something that this game puts so much effort into just people selling you guns. And I will get around to oh, it. it all is on, all it the is, little details, like it's yeah. it's a really, I I. For a t- it was a very small team that made Days yeah. Gone for the first. Like this was nothing. This th- these guys was like less than ten percent of the, less than ten percent. Probably probably two percent the size of the team that made Grand Theft or that made yeah. Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, oh, and like okay. I turned in some ears for a little bit of money, and I like okay, this person's the merchant. I'm gonna get money for this, and it's like one ear, huh? Don't hurt yourself. I'm like, hey, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, no, like, and and what's amazing to me about Days Gone in particular is as you go up in, in trust ranks with the camps, all of those interactions change. The dialogue changes, yeah. I, I did notice it. that. I love when, it. When you finally, when you first make it back to Iron Mike's camp, nobody wants anything to do with you except yep. Ricky. And even Ricky's like, really? Why are you here? Yeah. So that, I mean, that is interesting and changes. I mean, even Tuck has affection for Deacon. Yeah. Because Deacon gets things done. And, and no one else does. But before you start the last mission of the game, you want to get that trust up to rank three. With I don't know if I, f- I don't know if I like the game enough to go hunting for the hordes if I don't have to. Uh, but it's no, once you get good at fighting hordes, you realize that fighting hordes is like one of the funnest things this game has to offer. I need to really afford a better is. shotgun right now because the shotgun I have is I have Boozer shotgun, which is better than anything I can buy yet. Yep. So I haven't gotten to rank three on anybody. I'm pretty sure it's either in I think it's Iron Mike's camp where you yeah, can get the auto, where you can get the auto shotgun. Uh, well, that but there's a military grade shotgun in Tux camp. No, you want the auto shotgun. No, because it just faster. Uh, rate it's of fire. it's it's just inc- like you you can just fight a horde with the shotgun. <laughs> like, with that, See, that's the with problem. That I'm not kitted out for fighting a horde. I've got I've got Boozer's shotgun, which is good for one or two. I've got a handgun for people, and I've got one of the big ass sniper rifles. Well, here's the thing: you are kitted out for fighting every single horde in those two northern areas. Well, I'm in the southern area now. I, mean, I know that's where I know yeah. I know. But what I'm telling you is that as you were in the northern areas, you had what you needed to fight the horde in the first area, and then when you moved into the second area, by the time you left, you had everything you needed to clear every horde in that area. But you didn't fight them because you didn't have to because the game didn't tell you to. I agree, that's a flaw. But you had everything you needed to do to fight those, so you it can fight been, hordes. They should have put them on the map. They should. They should have had someone run along screaming, "There's a horde! A horde yeah. over there by the mill!" And now, ding, the old fucking horde. Okay, let's do, give me something to do. I agree, but I understand why they made the choice they made. But I also agree that it was the wrong choice. What's funny is when you get killed by a horde, when you come back, the horde has moved on. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. Might, it they, doesn't well, lock you in that. Okay, but check this out. You know what I figured out? Hordes chill out, um, uh, chill out in caves during the day. Yeah. You can find the cave. Like, if you found a horde by a mill, go find a cave nearby. Look in the map. You can find caves on the map just by looking at the topography mm-hmm. and go to the cave during the day and you'll find that horde nestled behind a nice little choke. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they, they, there's like an ecosystem to the horde. There's an AI to the, each horde has its, does its own thing. It's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, they actually are talking about, I mean, they, when you're going through the, um, I can't remember the name of the black helicopter guys, Nero, mm-hmm. Nero, mm-hmm. when you're going through those Nero missions, they are so talking about so. that. Yeah, black helicopters. Uh. It Andrew sells after that, you know, really shitty emperor. <laughs> 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 uh, 
So, I mean, I'm going to finish it. I, I will, I will finish it. I do not know if I will play it as thoroughly as you did, but I will well, get to the end. It's definitely on my pile of shame. I will get back around to it. Well, no, you don't have to feel bad about not liking it. No, and I, that, I do. And, and I, one I, of the they, weaknesses is is that it doesn't feel great to play. Yeah, like, I love the story, though. I really do. No, the story is amazing. But yeah. but I'm I'm think I think about like the first, the very beginning of Dying Light, and how weak you felt at the very beginning of Dying Light. And it didn't take that long for Dying Light to start feeling awesome. It takes a long fucking time for Days Gone to feel awesome. And when it does, it's less awesome than you feel less awesome than you do very professional about what you're doing. <laughs> Dying Light has a fun ass platforming tutorial. What does? Oh yeah, yeah, Dying Light. Just climbing that crane is just really fun. I fucking hated that whole opening section. Just like, let me run around. Like, I get it. I get it. Let me run around. <laughs> but I, it is I, just fun enough to just jump and like, am I going to make it? Yeah. Yeah, but it took too long. Like, it, it was it was necessary for me to learn the mechanics and get everything down. But it was I was torture to me. Like, like it, I hate the, that kid that was barking at you. Yeah, the opening of Dying Light is like a half a fucking hour before you get out into the city. It drives me crazy. Anyway. Well, I'm glad you'll finish it. Yeah. Oh no, I I absolutely will. Just because there's the because oddly enough the list is a little short right now. So before we move on, to Alex, did I talk about Shazam last week? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, but I saw Far From Home and I liked it. Far From. Oh yeah. Spider Man. Yeah. 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 No. So, uh, Jim, you're never gonna see it. No, I'm not. Go okay. On. So Triple Here's J is still spoilers. Uh, J.K. Simmons. Oh yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, and and it, he doesn't even appear in the movie. It's the post credit scene. Yeah. <sighs> Awesome. Because who the fuck else is going to do it? Yeah. Nobody. There's no one else. I need pictures. <laughs> pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real men don't don't demand perfection from you. Real men pound their desks demanding pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Imager. I don't know who said it, but I, I love that. <laughs> that is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I, I thought... Um, Jake Gyllenhaal plays a good sociopath. I thought he did like a, a, that's the problem. For a movie that's aimed at kids, I thought that was a really good sociopath. Yeah, but that's that's the problem. Is it was Jake Gyllenhaal? Who's surprised when Jake Gyllenhaal turns evil? No one. Well, that no was one. kind of the whole point. Yeah, but I don't know. The casting he was had a little that too on the nose the whole time. Yeah, but it was too on the nose. Exactly. Exactly. They could have they could have cast someone. They could have cast David Harbor, and then when he turns evil, I'd be like, "What?" But you were gruff on the outside. <laughs> Well, I thought you were good on the inside. But, like, I believe him. I wouldn't believe David Harbour as sort of like a David Koresh, like, acting troupe guy. No, that's 100% true. Like, I, I bought him as, like, a guy that, like, would turn, like, an improv group into a violent cult. <laughs> which he pretty much did. Yeah, okay. No, that and is I thought true. that was that I thought true. that was well done, and I loved his mocap suit Mysterio outfit. Yeah, that was yeah. fucking and, and hilarious. The, the moments where like he's he's like this big villain, and he stops. Okay, can, can we can we adjust that? Can we turn it up like ten, like ten? Like my you gauntlet's not sticking. I'm, like yeah, it's not I, sticking. I, I'm feel I'm feeling like I need more smoke. <laughs> like that, that was cool. You know, cool. you're not you're you're listening, but you're not listening. Okay. Oh, I thought, oh my god, that was good. That guy was living. That guy's lived in L.A. a long time, and I could and it showed. And yeah, there were some shout outs. Like it, it felt like a nice little nod to like, hey, this is how we really make this crap. We made our special effects guys the villains. Isn't that cool? And I'm like, yes, movie. That is pretty cool. Good job. So is the uh, bitch you've been to space line actually in the movie, or was yeah. that just in the yes. trailer? That's, okay, that's in there. Movie. Okay. Honestly, I was a little mad that like um, Fury didn't have enough to do. 
No, 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 because no, no, no. Fury was there as an antagonist to Peter. Um, and the story, like the story that we actually care about is, is Peter and MJ. And, and the point of Fury and Peter's relationship is that Fury begins as the antagonist. Like Peter wants to get away from him for the entire fucking movie. And then at the end, Peter understands that Fury is someone he can actually rely on, blah, blah, blah. The relationship is developed. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I don't, we can't get away from this movie without saying, oh my God, this Zendaya woman is charming as hell. Yeah. But I felt so like good. she spent 90% of this movie squinting and leaning back. That's, she spent 90% of the last movie doing the same thing. Yeah. I love this, I love this MJ character. But she is fun. She's, she's wonderful and fun and just her shriek at the end as they're flying yeah. through the city. It that was, was really good acting. It felt so true and joyous yeah. and uplifting and then the credits roll and I'm like, I don't need to see the post-credits scene. That is the feeling I want to leave with. So what's the post-credits scene? Does she die? Post-credits scene is, okay, when, um, they kill MJ? Mysterio dies. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. When Mysterio, Mysterio dies, dies, uh, he says, uh, People I can believe in me. People can believe anything. And then you get hit with J. Joma Jameson saying, Spider-Man murdered Mysterio and plotted the whole thing to help Nick Fury get back in the good graces of the U.S. government. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's... Peter Parker movie. is a murderer. What the fuck? Oh, that's Christ. right, because he Spider-Man gets outed as Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is yeah. how we get journalist Peter Parker. Um. Yes. I don't know. I wasn't going to say anything further about this. I was going to change yeah. the subject to a different movie. Okay. Okay. What do you got? Okay. Okay. So last week I was very positive about the first half of Hellboy. Yes. Did yeah. I Hellboy. tried. I tried. It tried. I couldn't. I stand by the first half of Hellboy. I quite enjoyed <laughs> it. I do not. But continue. I no. I did. Okay. Well, now I want you to tell me why it sucked because I loved it. It felt creative. Dialogue it, made it me felt... want to tear my hair out, man. David Harbor did a great job with. There was a it's lot. One of the worst opening monologues I've ever heard. There was a lot of extraneous exposition that assumed that the viewer hadn't watched the last two Hellboy movies. It didn't sound like a. It didn't sound like a script. It sounded like a guy making an outline for a script. Here's what yeah. happens, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens. It was artless and dead. Okay, you're. I feel like you're forgetting the exact way that Hellboy Two opened. No, Hellboy 2 was so much better than that. Hellboy 2 sounded like a fable. This was just a half-ass screenplay. Yeah, it didn't bother me. I'll say that much. Okay. Okay, so, so then, then. I did like the, I did like the vampire fight. Yeah, then, then Hellboy goes and meets, fights a luchador vampire. But then, That's no, fucking like, cool. he has to say one more thing before he dies. Yeah, yeah. No, I got no problem with that. Cliches are cliches because they work. Okay. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The giant fight. The giant fight! I, I stopped before that. I got, where did I get to? I got oh. to, I got to the insufferable English dudes that are so all going to die. Yeah, you gotta see the giant fight, man. Alright, I'll watch the giant fight. You gotta watch the giant fight. I'll okay. watch the giant fight. So the first half of Hellboy is a bunch of moments that feel like each one of them could have been just one issue of the comic. Yeah. And there's, you know, like the, the Mexican luchador, and then you got these, you got the giant fights in England. And there's, there's several of those in the movie that I just absolutely adore. And yeah, I David want- David Harbour's not the problem. No, and I want, like, it feels like what we need is a Hellboy anthology movie that's just a bunch of those, because those are fucking fantastic. Yeah. And, but then, the second half of the movie is this big bad that we introduce at the beginning, and every now and then we check in on her as we progress through those other wonderful stories. And then the second... The Mila Jovovich character? Yes. And the second half is the Mila Jovovich situation is coming to a head. We got to deal with it. The Mila Jovovich situation is she wants to, like, marry Hellboy... And, and rule the, rule the, the destruction of Earth alongside him. And she understands that, and this may, does some really interesting shit with Hellboy's personal history. I don't know if this is canon to the comics. It is. 
He's but, supposed to like, he's supposed to bring uh, the apocalypse. No, I know that much, but yeah. it talks about who his uh, who his mother was. Ah. And it, that makes it very, very interesting what his human lineage was. And, 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 uh, and it does, does really, really cool shit with it. And then we've all seen that bit from the, from the trailer where Hellboy like picks up the flaming sword and he's got the flaming crown and he's got the horns, right? Yeah. Well, in this movie, when he picks up the sword and the sword bursts into flames and the crown erupts on his head, outside the ground immediately splits open and demons begin pouring forth. And these demons are not like, we're going to eat you humans like stupid, like fucking, it's not like Darksiders demons. These are Guillermo del Toro demons. These are incredible fucking demon designs. These are just mind-blowing visuals. Like It was a spectacular moment. But here's the problem with the second half. Problem with the second half was... um, do you remember how at the end or the the entire arc basically of Hellboy 2 the Golden Army was uh your whole purpose in life is to destroy monsters you yourself is a monster you should be fighting alongside us you should be on our team because humans subjugate us we shouldn't have to live in the shadows like this you're tormented by humans every day you understand what assholes they are you should be on our side that's the big question for Hellboy in the entire fucking second movie and that's the big question for Hellboy again. And this one, and I've heard his answer to that. It's not interesting to me. That's the second half of the movie is that same question and argument again. And it's fucking boring. It is. It is. But, um, but the David Harbour Hellboy remains fun and interesting oh, throughout. Oh, that's why I hated, I, I stopped watching once we did Hellboy's birth again. Yeah. No, it didn't need it. Dude, it it totally so didn't. Useless. It totally didn't need it. The only thing that I liked about that was, was fear my claw. What the fuck? No, it's like you're not going to be flying through space and looking at a giant eldritch monster. Guillermo del Toro's got you beat, son. No, like, yeah, no, it was bad. It was bad. Like, they yeah. didn't, they didn't need it. It was unnecessary. Um, like, they, you needed to touch on it for the plot, but it was the sort of thing that could have been covered much better than they did. But I it's agree. just like 10 minute sequence. It's bullshit. Yeah, no, I agree. You're right. Thank right. you. You're right. You're it's right. just it's a bad movie. I don't know. No, no, I, I can't. I can't say it's a bad movie. I I like that I have it in my collection. I've already watched the first half twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I, I it's uh, enjoyable. His, his new Hellboy's design's great. I like the yellow eyes. It's it makes him genuinely fucking creepy. Yeah, it does. I think it works. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. So what what uh, video games have you been playing, Alex? Um, before I get to that, I've watched the fir- the fourth season of Veronica Mars. Has anybody ever seen Veronica Mars? Nope. Never watched it. Never was a fan. You don't want to talk about Veronica? Why not? <sighs> it's a shitty reason. Why? Okay. Uh, hang on. Let I mean, we'll see we what can hap- cut this out if you want we'll, to. We'll see what happens if I Google it. Does she... Oh, you do not get Hulu? No, no. That's not what it is. Well, also, I don't get Hulu. Yeah. But... No, you can't find it anymore. Okay. So I'll tell the story, and some people might not believe the story, and the, and the story may not even be true. Huh. <clears throat> but when I was 17, 18, I was actually writing for the Canadian equivalent of the BBC. Oh, yeah. And I tell you, tell you the story? I, I mean, it's coming back to me, because this can't be the first time I brought up Veronica Mars. I, I really, sure. really doubt it. And here's the thing. I don't even know that it's true. So this is for the listener, the short version of the story is I had, had a radio, I had a radio, I had a radio series yeah. that was about, um, it was kind of a noir set in high school, um, with, with a character named Elliot Graves. Cause I was 17. That sounded cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> That's not bad. yeah. And, and so after two seasons, um, 
uh, after two seasons, I kind of burned my bridges at CBC because oh. I was young and self-destructive, and now I'm just old and self-destructive. It's really nice how life goes. And, uh, Cyclical. It's all comes and goes. And my producer <laughs> at CBC approached me and told me that there were guys who wanted to make it into a TV series. And instead of engaging with – and then he gave my contact information to those guys, and those guys tried to contact me. And at the time, I was in such severe depressive depths that I never responded to one of those requests. Imagine that. Imagine you have a property that someone wants to make into a TV show, and you're so down in the dumps that you can't say yes. <laughs> anyway, so I never did. And about, I don't know, a year later, a show premieres called Veronica Mars. Now, I never thought much about it at the time. Until I watched an episode of it, and no one had ever suggested the similarity to me, until I watched an episode of it and I just listened to the cadence of the language that she used and how every other character in the series treated her and talked about her, and I was like, holy shit, this is what those guys did when the, I wouldn't give them Elliot Graves. They just made Veronica Mars. They just made it a girl. And uh, from everything I've heard, it's a wonderful series, but ever since, every time I look at Kristen Bell, I just get pissed off. And like, it sucks what, because she's lovely. She's what, lovely. The good place is so good. Yeah, no, but what what did what did they take? Was it a you had a you wrote a thing about a father daughter or a PI? No, no, it wasn't a father daughter. It was it was a it was a teenage guy. It was a male student uh -huh. named Elliot, and it was and he just went around solving mysteries. Okay, that was the thing. And don't trust me. Like it was it was weird. It was weirdly similar. But to the point that other people, like, they would find my radio series and they go, Wow, it's like a Canadian Veronica Mars and I'm like, Fuck you. <laughs> to me, like the great thing about Veronica Mars in the first season in particular was it had a apps it had a really fucking great mystery about how she got roofied at a party. Mm -hmm. And how this was connected to the murder of her best friend. Yeah, well, that's and like yeah, the dialogue's a fun part of it, but like it was a really good mystery. Look, I'm not saying that I wrote Veronica Mars. I'm saying right. this is this is an experience I had when I was like 20 or whatever. Uh -huh. No, I could have been completely wrong. Maybe one has nothing to do with the other. Um, but that's why I hate Veronica Mars. That sucks. I know. It's fucking insane. It's insane. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I, I'm pretty sure this whole season is going to do like the cardinal sin of Law and & Order and just have the most famous guy do it. I don't know what that means. But like the like the if you're wondering who the murderer is, it's oh, the most famous guy oh, in the episode. Most famous actor. Yeah. Okay. And that's that's a John Mulaney joke, and that's inexcusable. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Oh. No. You ever seen his um whole thing in Law and Order? My favorite yeah. characters in Law and Order. Yeah. No, I, I've seen the thing about Ice T. Yeah. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that this guy gets off on the idea of little kids? <laughs> yeah, Ice. He's a sex offender. You work in the sex crimes unit. <laughs> yeah, like, there was another thing that was, Should I, I don't know if there's like a writing thing or not, but like, if you have a line that could be finished with, but you know that, cause this is your job, take it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. I like that. But you know that. Cause you do this every day. It's yeah. your job. It's cause, uh. Yeah. But it's like, my, Bartender who remembers everybody. Guy packing boxes and being questioned by the murder police. <laughs> oh, God, that reminds me. Did yeah. I ever tell you about that most recent Adam Sandler movie on Netflix? 
What's her name from Friends? Adam Sandler, Jennifer. Okay, Courtney Ka- Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. yeah. There, uh, okay. So what was it called? Murder. Murder mystery. The film is called Murder Mystery. Uh, I am already. A, yeah. Notice, I did not say movie, but film. <laughs> now, okay, no, it's not that good. Collection of moving pictures. But here's, here's the thing. In order and I've, I've, I, I didn't watch like the Ridiculous Seven or whatever that Western was. I didn't Ridiculous watch that. Six. You're close. Yeah, I never watched that. I, uh, I think I got about like a third of the way into the one where uh, it's like a meet the parents thing where they're planning a wedding. Um, I didn't watch that. But just, just the fact that Jennifer Aniston was in, it, I'm like, okay, let's give it a shot. She's ageless. I watched pretty ageless. Okay, let let me go to IMDb because okay, Uh, murder mystery. So is Paul Rudd. I'm just gonna look up. I never booked on that show. Okay, so many, so many awesome fucking actors in this. Terrence Stamp. Uh, Yeah, like go to go to Google. Go go murder mystery cast. Type that into Google and just look at these guys. Luke Evans. Luke Evans plays this uh, fabulous foppish European. heir to like a super duper fortune and you think he's up to something and maybe he wants to sleep with jennifer aniston who's married to adam sandler but uh, but jennifer aniston finds him charming and wants to go spend a weekend on his yacht so they go and they meet up with terrence stamp who you've seen in so much shit and um and he is like this horrible, horrible old trillionaire who has nothing but enemies. And then he dies. And there's what? this, there's this rich cast of really, really interesting characters, like an Agatha Christie novel, and stumbling. That's th- Ten Little Indians. I don't know what that is. It's like her most famous book. Okay. Yeah. And um, and stumbling through it, like so, and so everything is beautiful. James Bond, like everyone's like dressed to the nines, and they're all movie stars, oh, wait, and no, secret I'm, I'm, agents, and shit. And stumbling yeah. through this are these two schmucks from America, Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. And they're both, one of the things I love about it is they're both kind of equally stupid in their own way. Okay. And yeah, and so it was fun. It was fun the whole way through. I actually had a really good time with it. And and when it ends, I was like, that was nice. And I'm going to watch the next Adam Sandler movie that comes out on Netflix. It was good. It was okay. It was a fine, it was a fine lay there on a Sunday afternoon movie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. So expectations were not exactly through the roof. Oh God, no! It did not offend you personally. It 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 delighted me occasionally. Like I enjoyed oh, my time with it. Wow. Okay. You looked up from your switch once in a while. I did. While I did. you were watching this movie. I did. Luke Evans is magnetic. I finally get it. Yeah, he's great. I didn't understand why he was cast as Dracula, but now I get it. He's <laughs> funny. Like him and Kit Harrington are shockingly funny when they want to be. Kit Harrington. Oh, that um, guy. Yeah. yeah. Right. No, well, the thing is, Luke Evans can be hilarious because as a general rule, you trust, like, he's, he's the, he's the stoic, hard done by military guy who's going to get this done. And so when he does something silly, it's like, oh, you know? <laughs> you ever see, um, Death of Stalin? Yes. Okay. So, um, Alexi. Uh, okay. It's been fucking like, like, the, 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 like his son, his drunk son. Oh yeah, yeah. You that. murdered him, you butchers! Like, and he's just like, "No, it's an autopsy, dude. Put your gun away." Oh, he's pulling his gun out. God damn it! <laughs> it was fantastic, and all I've ever seen him is in dramatic shit. Well, dramatic reaction movies. Yeah. So uh, does that mean it's time for headlines? One, one final shot—not shot at, but comment on uh, on Days Gone. Mm-hmm. It, no, no, no. This is actually a good thing because it has done something that I do not recall seeing in any other game involving zombies. Mm-hmm. What happened to all the kids? 
Mm-hmm. They turned into half zombies. Mm-hmm. They turned into newts. That yeah, have, that was, that those have guys kind of creep me out. Very different AI from like any yes. other zombie. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, I actually I, I missed a, a quick time prompt last night and mm-hmm. got killed by a newt. Was mm-hmm. very embarrassed. But you, uh, you know, I, I like them. I was like, oh, they're not going to attack me until they have their back. I have their back to them. Yeah, exactly. I like this. This not, is neat. Not only that, but a newt will steal your shit. Uh, yeah. Like one of them will just run up, steal a supply, and just run away. And you can't get it back unless you kill them. And it's just, they seem so sad. Yeah, you feel bad. Yeah. Well, they, they, that stealing shit thing has been used at least twice. Because um, when he when, when Deacon and Schizo were in the mine looking for the explosives. Mm. Okay, but that was like, that was scripted, though. That was scripted, yeah. But I mean, they, they'll do it normally. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's but cool. I was like, wow, kid zombies. That's brave. Mm-hmm. Unusual. Yeah. Yep. There's a rare enemy in uh, Borderlands 2 called the Rat Bastard, who if he hits you with a melee attack, will instantly delete, like, uh, I think it's like a quarter of all your money. Oh, God. What? Hey, he's a quote unquote rat bastard. Oh. Yeah. Fuck, you see him coming, too. I don't want to play that. No, no, no. it's. it's Money's basically useless in Borderlands too. You figure that out after you beat the game. You're like, okay. there's no guns I want to buy from anywhere. Yeah, that yeah. is true. That yeah. is true. They're all terrible. Anyway, so headlines. 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 <clears throat> in Overwatch news. Okay, so I'm now going to say detail everything about Sigma. Yeah, he's a he's a lot. He's a lot. Uh, so Sigma is an anchor tank, but I think he's an anchor tank in the same way that Zenyatta is a healer. Um, so. He does technically have a barrier, just like Reinhardt has a barrier and Arissa has a barrier. But his barrier is not good as either of theirs. Uh, Arissa has may, way more barrier health per cooldown time than either of them. Reinhardt's shield is 2,000. Um, Sigma's is 1,500. But Sigma's can be... Pro- what happens with Sigma's shield is you look in the direction you want the shield to be, so you look like straight up in the air if there's a pharaoh above you. And then you hold down the button for the shield. The shield flies forward as fast as a Reinhardt can charge. So you could project it in front of a Reinhardt as he charges and protect him on the way in. But that's neither here nor there. You release the button and the shield hangs in space. The shield just hangs there as long as you want it. Then you click the button, you recall the shield, and you can project it again and put it wherever you want it. So it is an amazingly dynamic shield that you can get very intricate positioning with. Um, but in order to do that, it's going to take practice, it's going to take skill, it's going to take time. What's weird about him is he is an anchor tank with very little otherwise survivability. Uh, he can just walk away from his shield, rather like Orisa can, um, and he only has 400 hit points. None of it is armor. So he really doesn't have that many hit points at all. He's got as much as Azaria, and his hitbox is colossal. His hitbox is as big as Reinhardt, and he floats. Like, you can't fucking miss him. Um, and 400 of his hit points, or 300, or sorry, 100 of his hit points are shields, so they'll recharge. But really, he's very, very squishy. What he has aside from the shield to protect himself, and Arissa can, like, fortify. Reinhardt has 500 hit points, and the shield is, like, always on him, so it's really hard to kill him. But the only other thing that Sigma has is he holds out a hand in front of him and he absorbs any projectile coming towards him, just like Genji could deflect it or uh, Diva could matrix it. Anything they could deflect or matrix, uh, Sigma will eat. 30% of the damage he eats are transformed into personal shields for him, so his hit points can go above 400, up to 800 total, uh, if he absorbs 1,200 damage, so 33%. His attack 
are these two weird orbs that he throws, and when they when they hit something, they will bounce off a wall, they'll only travel maybe 20 meters before they explode, like a flak cannon, and they detonate for a little small three-yard three, three yard radius, and they deal 60 damage each. And so two orbs per volley, 120 damage per volley, uh, one volley per 1.5 seconds, that's about 80 damage per second, it's really not much. Um, his other attack is he holds out a hand and he gathers up earth around him into a boulder. So that's like a charge. It's like, once you hit the button for this move to execute, and then he flings the boulder forward. The boulder will interrupt any ability, channeled ability being used. So if Moira is using her coalescence and she gets hit with the boulder, she gets knocked on her ass. She's no longer using coalescence. It deals 80 damage, which is not much. If you hit someone right in front of you, you'll just interrupt what they're doing. The further they are from you, the longer they'll be knocked down, to the point where if you get someone like 40 yards away with this rock, they'll be knocked on their ass for three seconds like they just got hit by a Reinhardt ultimate. I wonder what happened to a Farah flying over a cliff. Uh, she would fall and die, mm-hmm. assuming, you got, assuming you got it done from far enough away. Yeah. But the thing is, the rock it begins dropping almost as soon as you fling it. Ah. So it has an arc. You gotta aim it. That okay. you have to predict and aim. It's really weird. It's really hard to hit. So each, the, the shield is a finessability. The absorption is, is two seconds. It's fucking nothing. It's practically worthless. Um, and it's only from the front. Um, you'd have to absorb specifically an incredibly high damaging ability to really get any meaningful shields from it. Uh, his primary fire is, I, looks relatively easy to use, but an average of 80 damage per second is not much. And the rock is incredibly hard to deal damage with. So he is every aspect of his kit. You gotta really be like doing 500 IQ plays to, to know what you're doing with Sigma. So based on his skills, it sounds like he needs a magneto skin. Yes. <laughs> Very the fact much. That he doesn't even walk. He floats, right? Yeah, yeah, he does. He floats. He doesn't totally even need shoes. This, is, this is magneto. <laughs> That's actually true. I, well, okay. Apparently, originally he was, he was supposed to be a character called Mauga. But they thought Mauga's personality didn't match with this character's kit, so they just made the new character. Anyway. And then the people just start calling him Malgnito. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His. I know, my favorite part was like with the reveal trailer was put up, there was a comment thread on uh, Kotaku. It was like, I have Hannes to the Hannes. And oh. someone under that, like, someone at Blizzard today was paid to write, I have noun to your noun. <laughs> and there's like, well, yeah, what can you write that's better? And there's like 15 responses that are all. At least more have more variety than that. <laughs> um, his his ultimate um, is is very much a Reinhardt or Zarya style ultimate. Uh, what it is is <clears throat> he suddenly begins to fly, or he can fly just like a Mercy can fly during Valkyrie anywhere he wants to, and so you can do cool shit with this, like you can fly under the point of King's Row at the end to flank or something like that. But the reason he can fly is basically so he can look above the battlefield because now there's this huge reticle on the battlefield or when he looks down at the floor, just like there's a reticle when a Doomfist ults and looks down and he can see on the ground where he's going to hit. So when he executes the ability, uh, it's a fairly large radius, I think it's like an 8-yard radius, suddenly becomes active, and if you're in it for longer than a half a second, you are flung up into the air. For how long? For two seconds. Oh, wow. Two seconds hanging there in the air without that Orisa shield you had down there protecting you. (laughs) And presumably a tank would have people around him that could, I don't know, shoot people out of the air. Precisely. So what this is, is we recall the character Ash and sending in Bob. Bob runs forward, hits everyone in a radius for 100 damage, and flings them up into the air for Ash to shoot out of the sky. This is that 
ability of Bob's the ultimate. That's all it is. It's a massive crowd control ability. Now, once you're flung up into the air, you cannot move. You cannot get out. Uh, Tracer can't blink. Uh, Winston can't jump. Mercy can't fly. The only characters who can get out, of course, are fucking Arissa, uh, Moira, and Reaper. Moira and Reaper can both fade out. So basically, can you what still is, shoot? Can you still aim? Absolutely, you can. You can. Okay. Okay. But but you're you're motionless. You're you're yeah, hanging. So you're you're getting wait, shot. Wait, wait, Tracer can't time Trace, travel out of there. Tr- no, Tracer can't because <laughs> I agree. Anyway, I've... I know, I know, I know. You don't have to <laughs> sell me. And the bastion me. around the corner is like, yes. Actually, the bastion <laughs> gets, <laughs> the bastion is thrown into the air too. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about the bastion who's in sentry mode, who's yes. shooting you while you're yeah, floating no. in the air. He he goes to a town. Great time. Yeah. <laughs> but but we're not done yet, boys and girls. Because once that two second ends, everyone still hovering in the air gets slammed into the ground for 50% of the current maximum hit points. So, if you're a Roadhog, you're going to take 300 damage. If you're uh, a Tracer, you're going to take 75. So basically, you don't even have to kill them when you're up there. You just got to get them under half and they're about to die. Um, Sounds like an entire character built around one ability. Kind of, kind of. Like, he's really a character who's there for that ultimate, which is why it might be okay that the rest of his kit actually, to me, seems a little underpowered. It feels like you'd have to, like, be running on all cylinders 100% of the time to get real value out of him because his DPS isn't great. Uh, the shield is relatively weak. He himself, without the shield, is a dead man. I am going to kill so many Sigmas, it's not even going to be funny. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm going to wreck this guy so hard because uh, he, he's got no mobility whatsoever. Much like Reinhardt and Arissa, he has zero mobility. Ex- don't cut yourself on the eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, so so his ultimate is like Earth Shatter, but it has a much bigger area of an effect, and um, yeah, it's that that's that's the tank he is. But I think I think physically he's he he can he personally can't take much punishment. He's gonna die quick if he's not supported heavily. And that's and you can't just throw him in there when he gets people off a point. There's not enough time to make that ult. Um, no, no, you'd have to have them initially, but yeah, no, we've seen those, we've seen those videos where Sigma, like, you know, there'll be an enemy team on the point taking it in overtime, and then Sigma throws his ult on the point, lifts them all so high off the point that they're no longer capturing it, and then the overtime clock clicks down, and congratulations, you won the game. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, Overwatch's character designers got in trouble for Sigma, first for adding a white male character instead of a black female character, and then for the fact that Sigma is barefoot specifically to sell the asylum look a bit more. That is literally what the character designer said. He's uh, barefoot to sell the asylum look, which okay. draws parallels between mental illness and villainy, and there's a bunch of problems there. Um, okay, first of all, in terms of representation, Overwatch is fucking remarkable. Yeah, compared it's, it's to the first white guy they've added. This is launch. this is the first white guy they've added. It's also it's either the I think it's only the second human male they've added post-launch. Every other character has been either female or a robot or a female I, robot. Yeah, and like I get how people are mad that they seem to think that Arissa counts as a black woman. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. But but Arissa is at the very least not a white male, no, not and human. It's like and inspired by African culture. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not I mean, nothing. There, there is that. But anyway, like you know, sober representation. But, fucking Anna, yeah. representation. Uh, Moira, you know, white chick. Yeah, fuck her. Whatever. <laughs> but, <laughs> but still, like like Overwatch Was as she a Dutch rule. Or something? Uh, no, she's Irish. Irish there yeah. is. Um, but as a rule, Overwatch is remarkably sensitive yeah. and conscious. Diverse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very consciously diverse. Um, a raft of balance changes on the PTR have been slightly adjusted. Diva's call mech ult cost has been reduced by 12%. Uh, so 
It doesn't take her any longer to get her mech back. Uh, Symmetra's teleporter cooldown has been decreased from 15 to 12 seconds, and its uh, use cooldown has been decreased from 1.5 seconds to 1 second, so Symmetra's can now dance back and forth between their TPs like they used to. Uh, in a stream with Siegel uh, to reveal Sigma, Jeff Kaplan revealed that the Halloween seasonal event this year will have exactly as many skins as the current summer event had. Yeah, this game's winding down. Yeah, well, uh, they're going to announce something at BlizzCon. Like, uh, people think it's Echo. Well, you saw Jason Schreier a couple months back being like, did I say Overwatch 2? Whoops. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah, we've had this conversation about Overwatch 2. It could take years. Uh, it could, but uh, the anticipation is that it's going to be an expansion. Huh, that what it does is it, is it adds a ton of oh, PVE. It adds a ton of PVE shit, but the base game remains the same. Huh, yeah, anyway. smart. Yeah, that's uh, what Destiny Two is doing too. Yeah, and that's the end of our Overwatch news. Uh, Clay Entertainment's Oxygen Not Included will leave early access on PC next week. Hopefully, now it's fun. Maybe <laughs> if it ever Damn. comes to if it ever I comes it to four hours, I'm like, yes, this is cute. This is not fun. These lemmings are just killing themselves over and over. It's cute. They all sound like theremins. I'm not having fun. <laughs> if it ever comes to Switch, I'm definitely getting it. Because I, as a child, I played lemmings. So I, I think I get the idea of oxygen not included. Mm, well, no, they're not supposed to kill themselves. <laughs> they're to keep them alive. <laughs> the lemmings weren't, you know, you wanted to keep the lemmings alive too, but they were insistent. <laughs> but no, it's more like, it's more like a base building game. Mm-hmm. No, I You're know. not trying to move them to one side of the screen or the I, other. I, I know. I'm just saying that I'm accustomed to small, stupid things while trying to kill themselves in a video game. But their, their update cartoons are ten times more entertaining than the actual game. Mm-hmm. They actually added another new character to uh, Don't Starve the other day. That must be just making what? so much money for them. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. They just keep on supporting it anyway. I'm, uh, I wanted to see that uh, Floor's Lava game they're working on like three years ago. Yeah. I think it's, it's dead. I don't really care about that game anymore, I'll be honest. I, I was I was hyped to see something, but then whatever. There's whatever. been nothing for three years. Yeah, it's been just disappeared. Yeah. I'm sure they're fine. Uh, every boss designer working on Bloodstained had to prove that their boss could be defeated with nothing more than a dagger. That's I want to see videos of that, because some of the bosses are really hard. I've, well, I've seen the end boss. <laughs> appara- apparently yeah, it's possible. Uh, I don't doubt it's possible, but wow. <laughs> After you've memorized the game, I'm sure a lot of stuff's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Remedy's next game, Control, has gone gold. Um, what does that do out? Say what? Um, I don't know. When does that do out? I don't know. I would Google it, but I'm putting on a cigarette. There's a Castlevania game that just kind of snuck on the Steam today. What? And no one likes it. An actual Castlevania game? Or? I'm sorry, um, Wolfenstein. Oh, Youngblood. Yeah, that's out, and it's pretty mediocre, apparently. Oh. That's really? Too bad. I, I wasn't expecting anything great. Out I mean, of the that. deafening sounds from the marketing department told us uh, enough. I was expecting because yeah, it's, it's, true. A, it's an in-betweener game. We we yeah. all want part three of BJ. We don't want his daughters. No, like I, I would totally be. I would totally. Oh, that's cool. I would totally be up for just a single player. Like if if it's as good as the first two, that's what I wanted from this. But no one expected it to be because they were doing this co-op thing. It's the co-op is optional though. I think. I know. Yeah, it's not. You get AI if you don't. Yeah. What? And apparently what? the worst. I'm reading some reviews. Apparently the worst part about it is like now enemies are different types of armor, and you have to keep switching weapons. I don't get how that's annoying, but apparently it is because they hmm. keep bringing it up. Hmm. Well, that's, may- that's how Mass Effect Two worked, and I like that. Hmm. Oh. Okay. Uh, Nintendo became the subject of a class action lawsuit this week over Joy-Con drift. I. I. You know what? Yeah. I think they thought, since, since they already offered to like just send them out repair for free, I think they knew it was going to be a problem, and they already had the money set aside for it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now you don't play yours in handheld mode. I do not. I do. And several months ago, I started to get drift on my left stick. Hmm. And what the internet told me to do was bend it back as far as it'll go and then no. blow in it. No. Wow. That no. That's like a good idea. Well, here, it, it, did it work? It, it did work the trick, man. It did it. Okay. 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 And, cool. and for the next several months, everything was fine. And then I started seeing all these articles about the Joy-Con drift thing the other day. And I'm playing Hyperlight Drifter. And I've got it. My little guy mm-hmm. will just like walk off a cliff on the top of the screen if I take my hand off the, off the Joy-Con. See? So yeah, I yeah. bought myself just a new pair this week. I'm not going to go through like sending something in. It also always happens to my, my movement stick. But like after years of having like my Xbox controller or the DS4, it takes years for that to happen. Yes, and only then just a tiny bit. I only really noticed it whenever I played Dishonored or something. When yeah. like you have to just line the shot up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I put my DualShock Four through tons of punishment, and yeah, yeah. it's a great freaking it's a great freaking controller. It Keep is. in mind, the internet also said to fix the Red Ring of Death by wrapping your Xbox 360 in a towel and turning it on. That's so, so good. I mean, does, does that rice thing work for your phone? No. I didn't think it, so. If you left it alone for the same amount of time, it would still work. Cause you're that's just, what I bet. I bet the water just evaporates just, and the rice yeah. just makes you feel better. Yep. Yep. Ooh. That's all it is. Um, an internal memo that uh, Nintendo put out to the customer service reps this week reveals that they have been instructed to repair devices free of charge, even outside of the warranty period. So they're like, yeah, don't sue us, please. We'll just fix it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, but it'll delay production. Fuck it. We'll deal with this when we deal with it. Well, it'll be nice when, like, the next-gen Joy-Cons are coming out, and maybe they don't suck. Maybe. Uh, Rage 2 is currently down to $40 on PSN. Is that a good deal, Chamberlain? No, no, no. <laughs> Not yet. 30 bucks on PC. Hmm. That's close. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. <laughs> uh, a demo for action RPG Oninaki is now available for Switch, PS4, and PC. Save data can be carried over to the full game. Which game is it? I forget. Um, it's like should I should I look at that or is it going to be? You know, I, I think I think I saw a trailer that didn't piss me off. <laughs> hmm. Right now on Steam, Death of the Outsider is six bucks. Oh, that was good. Well, if you're into, I the like s- Death of the Outsider. Yeah, hmm. into the story. Yeah. It's the next yeah. thing from Tokyo RPG Factory. Um, hmm. so uh, actually, let's see if there's reviews because I'm like it's out. So let's see, Oinaki. Metacritic. See if that does anything. Click. Review. Reviews for PlayStation 4. It's out. It's out. Zero critics yet. Oh, okay. I thought it was out. Oh, 27 days, 4 hours, 13 minutes until the release. But the oh, demo. Okay. But the demo's out now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, watch the trailer, check the demo. Might be good. Sony is sponsoring Evo 2019, the biggest fighting game tournament in the world, and apparently they'll have some news at the event. The assumption is they locked in another exclusive fighter. Street Fighter 7, anyone? Six, you would mean. Was it, was it the last one five? The last one was six. The last one's five. The last one's five. Um, I don't know because... Because it wasn't, it wasn't a huge hit, I don't think. It it wasn't, but they made enough money back on it. Um, Plus, Sony likes having that kind of exclusive, I think. My question is, where are the X-Men rights right now? Who Uh, has those? Yeah, Did Did Sony let them go? Yep. Okay. So it's not a new Marvel versus Capcom. It could be. Maybe it could be an X-Men versus Capcom, which could be interesting. Well, video game rights changes. I think Marvel has movie rights. Because here's the problem. Um, Marvel vs. Infinite was was mechanically a very, very good game, but visually just looked like hot ass. 
So if Sony throws some money in there and Capcom makes that game again, but with X-Men characters versus Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know versus Capcom 3. How much money would we save with no lighting or shadow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so or or it could be Street Fighter 6 is going to be announced for next gen console, so PS5 will have Street Fighter 6. When no, they wouldn't announce that at Evo. And if they're going to have mm. if they're going to have like it could be cross gen, but Either way, the anticipation is another exclusive fighter. Uh, A ton of new Marvel movies were announced at Comic-Con this year, and I am salivating over the idea of Mahershala Ali as Blade. That's fucking amazing casting. That's great. That is great casting. He already looks kind of like a vampire. Like, there's something so intimidating about that motherfucker. When he's not when when he's not smiling, and then as soon as he smiles, he's like, "Oh, you're just a good dude." But (laughs) but yeah, like like, put some fangs in there, and you're just yes. Like I could see him being a fucking fantastic blade. I can't wait for that shit. And uh, Thor: Love and Thunder will have Jane Foster becoming Thor and having the power of Thor, just like she did in that comic arc, apparently. And uh, Taika Waititi is directing again. And that's why he's not doing the Akira movie. Hmm. And you know what the name of the next uh, Doctor Strange is? What is it? Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I saw that. Getting a Cthulhu that's, uh, Doctor yeah, Strange that, movie. That's kind of how it looked to me too. And frankly, like I wasn't big on the last Doctor Strange. No, it, like, wasn't it was. Anyone, it was. It was visually amazing, and that's kind of it. Like, okay, we got we got our next Tony Stark, so Tony can die. Get it? Got it? Good. I just I haven't seen that movie, but I'll I'll watch the. Uh, um, Dormammu have come to bargain because it's such a yeah. great scene. Oh, it's a great, scene. It's a <laughs> yeah. great ending. Yeah, I love it, the ending. It was. The, t- and the, the, the backwards fight oh, God. In, what, in China. What was the name of, uh, uh, you know, the the the, the, old, the all-knowing... One. Yeah, the ancient one. Who's the actor again? Oh, oh. God damn it. She uh, doesn't look... Tilda Swinton. Uh, Tilda Swinton. Yes. Yeah, 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 Tilda Swinton as the ancient one was wonderful. I love yeah, that. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Uh, her, her death seems really good. It was, it was, and and that whole sequence with her in Endgame. Anyway, yeah. uh, Hideo Kojima tweeted out a picture of himself with Ashley Johnson, Ellie in The Last of Us. Yes, please put her in your game. Yep, I require. Great. Yep. Although I don't. Oh, she was amazing in um, Tales from the Borderlands. Who's she in there? She's a cute little robot. Oh, neat. No, she's great. And also, actually, Ashley Johnson was in the Avengers trilogy, or in the event, or in the Marvel. She she exists in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Can anyone tell yeah. me where? Yeah, she's Alex? the um, yeah. waitress. That's right. In the Avengers. Yeah, that's right. She okay. Well, what 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 happened to the waitress? Um, Does she have a line? Does she have a line? She does have a line. Yeah, she has a little speech at the end. I just wanted to say thank you. That's right. She says yeah, thank right. you to Captain Marvel for saving her. And I was like, oh my god. Anyway, there's good money on her being the uh, Joss Whedon's home record. I didn't need to know that. Yeah. I don't need to know that. Yeah. What are we... Uh, uh, moving on. She's been in a lot of... <laughs> no, stop. Stuff. Stop. You're yep, stopping now. Yep. Yep. She was in Dollhouse, too. Stop it. Yep. That trailer for The Witcher on Netflix looks really good. It does. It does look really good. It does look really good. And it I don't does. I don't give a shit about The Witcher. Like, I really don't give a shit about The Witcher. And I watched that trailer, and I was like, oh, did Netflix just find this Game of Thrones? I don't know if it did, but it may have. That's Honestly, how it felt. from what I've... I haven't read the books they're going to be covering. It sounds good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like it op- like apparent like the one of the huge Witcher nerds is like okay this trailer what he's doing right now he's fighting a monster that's gonna bring him to Blaviken and he does not get along with people in Blaviken he kills everyone in that town because they're racist dicks oh and that that's gonna be the pilot he says I'm oh like, that sounds fun it does and and yeah um it's like I didn't give a shit about the games and I was kind of 
cons- tragedy. And I, I know, I know. But I was kind of concerned that these were going to be more interested in telling the story of the games and the books. That's not. They are telling the books. They are telling the book stories. Yes. But Henry That license is cheaper. Okay, what what, yeah. what what's the name of the uh what's the name of the the actor again? Henry Cavill. Uh, Cavill. Henry, yeah, Henry Cavill. Um Henry Cavill went to them as soon as it was announced and said he's such a huge fan of the games. He said, "Okay, you've got to let me do this." And they're like, "Yeah, we're not even we're not even looking at casting yet. Like we, we don't even have a fucking outline. We'll talk to you later." And they went ahead and auditioned over 200 guys for the role of Geralt. And they eventually just the scriptwriter realized that they were writing it in in Henry Cavill's voice. So they brought him in. He did an audition. They liked him for it, but he had a very different direction for the character. Because in the books, Geralt is actually quite verbose. He has a lot to say. Yep. And that's not Henry Cavill's Geralt. No, it, he liked the Witcher games. That's Witcher right. Games, that's every right. once in a while, especially in the three, really outdo the books. According to people that have read both. I'm sorry. Like, apparently, say, like, Witcher 3 is like secretly one of the best Witcher stories. Oh, okay. They say. Well, anyway, point, point being, yeah. we are going to get the book story with the game Geralt. <laughs> Good. And, okay. and so uh, his his intention for the character is to play him like a complete fucking asshole, uh, kind of actually rather like Deacon. <laughs> he's very much like Deacon, where he's just an asshole to everyone, but the truth of the character is he's an incredibly moral person. Um, and that's what makes him interesting to to, you know, to Cavill, and that's what he sold the production company on as, as his vision for the character. So I, you know, as someone who doesn't really give a shit about Siri, I don't give a shit about Yennefer, I don't give a shit about Geralt, that trailer looked fucking awesome. I want to see where that goes. Agreed. Agreed. They, uh, we don't that need, come? We don't need the cat eyes. That's fine. When I think I think out? he's got the cat eyes. No, he doesn't. Oh, really? Good. No, yeah, that's that'd be awkward. I don't think there's a release window yet. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's just kind of announced. Okay. And finally, this should have been in last week's headlines, but I forgot to do it. But it's wonderful news. Spider-Man for PlayStation 4 is now the best-selling superhero game of all time, defeating 2011's multi-platform Batman Arkham City. Could not wow. have happened to a nicer studio. Agreed. Wow. Agreed. Very nice game. Insomniac are just, very nice people. are just like, yeah, they're known to be just one of the nicest studios to work for in the world. So that's just a wonderful fucking uplifting story about a yeah. single player game, a single player game in 2018. It's no, no, almost sing- like the market is starved, don't you think? A little bit. Single player is dead. People don't want single player. People want games as services. Mm. Well, I mean, what, what's another way to put it? Uh, Spider-Man was good enough to sell as well as the game did, what, 10 years ago? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, like, it, maybe it, it does it, suck. Look, yes, just because Blizzard and Rockstar made giant money-making machines and casinos online doesn't mean you're going to get to, because you're not going to make a game anywhere close to as good as Rockstar or Blizzard. Ah, uh, Spider-Man was more fun than Red Dead 2. We all uh, agree with that. But no, like, like Grand Theft Auto Online is apparently... Oh, oh, yeah. It yeah. just prints money. It does, yeah. And Red Dead Online is like still, is that still the thing? Is that still there? No, everyone seems to hate it, but everyone seems to hate Grand Theft Auto Online too, so I don't know what's going on. Uh, no, it's, it's definitely still going on. I saw, uh, yeah, they're always adding DLC to both, but I think there, there was internal discussion at Rockstar that they never anticipated the Red Dead Online to ever match what they got, get with Grand Theft Auto. Of course not. Yep. Hmm. That's a very specific fantasy. Well, yeah, Cowboys and Indians versus cars you people actually want. <laughs> I wonder nah. I wonder if the romance of the Western is specifically a white guy's fantasy. It is. E- yeah. Very yes. Much so. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I don't know what I that mean, says about how many us, Westerns but... are from the Native American point of view. I'll wait. Uh, 
well, they're right. Yeah, um, the first one that came Last to mind. Mohicans. No, okay, white guy. No, and no. and then I thought, <laughs> and, and then I thought of Dances Dance with of the wolves. wolves once again. White guy, no, white right? It's a white guy. So, <laughs> little big man. Wait, no, yeah, no, still not there. Um, oh, I'm still waiting on my badass feminist western. You know what was actually one of my Pick f- of the Dead. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Oh, such so bad. It was actually. No, I didn't say it was good. It was, I said it's no, got it's a, a Sam got, Raimi movie first. I, but it's still. Really it's got good it's got Sharon Stone in there being actually pretty cool. What was so. actually one of my favorites was Mel Gibson in Maverick. You ever see Maverick yeah, with Mel Gibson? Bad. I love a good it, it was yeah. so charming. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. And the whole part where like he, he like demonstrates how quick he can draw, but he never actually shoots because he can't hit shit. But he could draw faster than anyone's ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's problematic, but goddamn it, I love Chicken Run so much. No, so I don't. Funny Chicken Run's a great Run. movie. He's so funny in Chicken Run. I haven't yeah. seen Chicken Run forever. You it's should. Magnificent. No, it's good. It's good. But there's lots well, of other I movies should. I haven't seen forever either. Yeah, I should watch Tombstone. That's what I should watch. That's a good. It's right. Is that here. I'll be your Huckleberry? Yeah. 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 yeah, it's I'm a Huckleberry. I've got two guns, one for each of you. That's that's <laughs> that's Tombstone. I think I my favorite western has got to be Unforgiven though. Well, yeah, that's uh-huh. that's a Godfather of westerns. Is it? Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if it ever actually got that much. Well, it won the Oscar for Best Picture. It did. Well, yeah, it's fantastic. It yeah, Unforgiven. Yeah, everyone says that's his. That's um, uh, oh, Jesus. Eastwood. Eastwood. Eastwood's best movie. As he a directed it. as a director or an actor? Yeah, both. Okay, well, I, there was another one that he did. God, it was like Lonesome River or something like that. No, Mystic River. Mystic River. And I don't I, like it as much. I, but the thing is, watching Mystic River and thinking about what he did as a director, I thought that that was absolutely mind blowing. And Letters from Iwo Jima. Really well there was, there was that, and there was Letters from Iwo Jima. I love that one too, yeah. Yeah, I think, and then Letters from Iwo Jima was absolutely amazing. And then he went ahead and made Gran Torino. I don't like that one. And Gran Torino was like, it's trying not to be racist, but it ends up becoming super racist anyway. Yeah, and 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 it was about <laughs> yeah. and and he was supposed to be playing like the magical white man, like yep. that just f- solves everyone's problems. Yeah, and that like I didn't like that at all. It felt so self indulgent, and and then like, and I, then he I did am a Jesus for Korean rights, and then he did the empty chair. <sighs> yeah, and that was it. That was the end of Eastwood for me. Yeah, it is. And then uh, and then Timothy Oliphant did the impression in in Rango, and I was like, yeah, I never need him again. Nope. <laughs> Spirit of the West. Yeah, won four Oscars. Best picture. Unforgiven? Best actor wow. in supporting role for Gene Hackman. Best director, Clint Eastwood. Best film. Yeah, it won the big four. It's a hell of a thing, killing a man. Man's got a nose and limitation. Take away everything he's been, everything he's ever going to be. <laughs> it was an amazing show. Is yeah. Gene Hackman dead? Yeah. That's oh a good question. God. I don't know off the top of my head. What? I just, I just, I don't of, know. Clint Eastwood's alive. Gene Hackman's dead. Rutger Hauer is dead. That just happened. Yeah, Gene, it sucks. Gene Hackman dead? Question mark? No, nope, we still got, we still got Hackman. Okay. He's not Hackman anymore. Catch me, Hackman. <laughs> <laughs> you all know exactly what I'm talking about. He's not acting anymore, though. No, he's, he's very, retired. his last, his last movie was Welcome to Mooseport. Do you remember that? I've heard that of it. Awful. Amazing, um, post, uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, uh, Vehicle oh, for he's uh, for Ray Romano. Ray Romano, thank you. Oh wow, who's now gone as well, which is fine. Eh, Men of a certain age was a good show. Well, Romano's still doing stand up. Yeah, is he? Yeah, he's still That's working. Fine. He's still working. I can avoid him that way. 
I hated that show so much. What, Everybody Loves Raymond? Yes. Yeah, me too. It's the same thing that I, I, I like, expo- being being exposed in any way to... Um, Big bang, big bang Theory make, gives me, like, I break out in a rash. I hate oh, that Oh, my parents love it. Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I know. That's the thing is my... Everybody's, everybody's parents love that show. Yeah, my parents loved it, loved it, so I didn't mind it. It never bothered me uh, all that much. No, I just... These are my people. I just... They're, it's nerd step and fetch, and it makes me furious. Yeah. It's like, yeah. no, they don't actually care about the things they're... The people that are writing this show don't fucking get it. And they... No. you can. It's just... it's. Well, it all feels sitcoms, translated from a different language. All sitcoms are exaggerations of stereotypes. That's how they work. Yeah. That's how it's entertaining for twenty-two minutes. It's just that this one had a little close to home. Hmm. So, and are there any Indian civil rights people that have? Can you put up with this? Is this okay? No, that's his real voice, though. Is it? Yes. Okay. okay. No, he wrote a book that says that's actually called "Yes, That's My Real Voice." <laughs> okay, that's funny. So, no, Rajesh is actually. I mean, the character is kind of annoying, but he's not putting that accent on. Okay, but, but here's the thing: everything that's shitty about Rajesh is was would have shitty been about Fez. No, would have. I completely disagree. Um, what's shitty about Rajesh is is okay. First of all, <clears throat> I'm phrasing that incorrectly. I don't. I don't think. It never occurred to me that he was a shitty cultural representation of an Indian American. Um, what I liked about the character was that in the first season, at least, remember the thing where he couldn't talk to women? Yeah. Where he, it was like a pathology with him. That, he, had to, he had to drink, yeah. Yeah, that made him so interesting to me because that was like this really interesting character flaw that had nothing to do with his ethnicity. And that's why, that's why Raj was actually kind of a cool character to me. And, uh, and Sheldon's a cool character, frankly, just yeah. for, no, he is, he is because, no, no, and it's, no, it's, no, no, no. I want to hear this. It's, it's the gene. Now, okay. Admittedly, he is, uh, the genius asshole kind of stereotype. Yeah. He, he really, really is. But let's face it. That's not, that stereotype does not exist because those people don't exist. No, it does not exist in a vacuum. No, there are like, people that will just knock on your door and are just, yeah, not leave. Yeah. And, and have, and like, I know people in my life who just have no social barometer like that and don't understand that they're being incredibly rude or don't understand why you're looking at them that way when, when they think they've said something completely normal. Like, I know those people and, um, it felt like if you, if you watch the show enough, it's actually rather compassionate towards, um, Toward, towards the way Sheldon has to negotiate the world and the, and how and that his roommates his therapist pretty much basically yes and and you know it is um, and people like that do kind of kind of put the people in their lives in that position yeah like it's it's an incredibly unhealthy relationship and yep. you could say that it's you know making light of of uh, issues that people have real struggles with but what the sweetest moment of that entire series as far as I'm concerned is the there, there's a moment where I forget what he does. It's like, it's like going, he just gives Amy a kiss or something. And we know that he has, he has overstepped so many and just destroyed so many of his, of his personal rules and all of his phobias and everything that he holds so dear because he just wants to make sure that she's okay and that she gets what she needs because she's important to him. And as a robot, that's how he works. And like, and, and it was genuinely touching. Like, but like it, it's hard to like see that and not appreciate something like Abed, who is 
like from a community. I don't know if you ever watched all of community, but like mm. he's like Sheldon, and he's not a good guy at the end of the day. He kind of just starts controlling everyone in his life just inadvertently because he needs them to be a support system. And he's not like he's kind of chaotic good. I never got that deep in a community, but I loved it. Okay, the only thing I can say about community is that it bothered me that Abed was best friends with Danny Glover. Why? Because they're both the brown guys. Why is that? Uh. Right? And, and okay, I say that not being into community. If I saw their relationship develop in the same way I saw, you know, Sheldon develop, I might give a a shit about them the same way I, I like the way Sheldon was represented. There's a great episode where they have a fight. And it's about just like how I can't be around you all the time. I can't, I have my own life. I can't keep, you know, Mm -hmm. being your babysitter. Yeah. But I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, (laughs) I I felt like that like found real drama in it that uh, Big Bang Theory could try to have, especially in the last five years when they were stuck in there. But like I've been forced to sit through episodes and it just makes me want to tear my hair out. I've never been forced to sit through an episode. I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. It's okay. It's not, I don't, th- I don't think it's, I don't think it's a sitcom that needs to be held up like, like Parks and Rec. Like it's no fucking Seinfeld. It's no Parks and Rec. It's no Cheers. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I really don't think that Big like Bang Theory, show. it's, okay. Well, I just yeah. wish my parents wouldn't talk about it so much. Chamberlain would, dis- <laughs> Chamberlain would disagree. I hate it so yeah. much. Yeah. Like, and it, so, it does, it does mind comedic ground out of things that we genuinely care about and about making fun of, of people like us. Yeah. You know, first race means you can make this stuff funny with a teeny bit of research, but they just, it's just buzzwords. It's, it's, it's non jokes about buzzwords. Final topic. Okay. Yeah. Final topic. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. running long here. The Picard trailer. I liked it. I liked I it too. I hated it. It was like a collection of, remember oh, yeah. this? You want to see this, right? Oh, here's data. Here's seven of nine. You're going to watch this, banner. right? Of course you're going to watch that. Yeah. Here you go. No, no. I want Picard to do new things. I don't want Picard captain again. I want to see Picard in retirement. What is he, what is he actually doing? How does Picard exist on, you know, making wine? Okay, is well, his the, brother the, dead? Because his brother was an awesome character. The answer to that is he's fucking miserable. He's fucking miserable. Well, I want to see that. Okay, well, you saw it in the trailer. Is it was he, in he's, there, yeah. he's he's restless. He doesn't like what he's doing. He's depressed. He he feels like this is like he thought that he could be himself here, but this is not where he is himself. The only place he truly feels himself is up there. Okay, and and, and we get there by doing all the same stuff again. Data's going to come back here. Seven of nine. Oh, here are the Borg. These are things we've all done before. We, we don't know that Data's coming back. We know that Data's in a drawer, so he'll probably come back. Otherwise, Data's in, in the, the trailer. Three seconds, yeah. Was he actually or talking? a version of him? Yeah, he was talking. Yeah, it's it's Brett yeah. Spiner. Well, yeah. it's it's probably I didn't see the last movie, but there's like a different version. Like Data dies, but there's like a backup of him that's like a child. Yeah. I guess I never I didn't see the last Next Generation movie because I heard it was pretty terrible. Yeah, and and for all you um, know, that's not even Data; it's lore. I ooh. oh exactly. See, that would be even worse. That would be even worse. <laughs> I, agree. I agree. And Seven of Nine popping up was weird to me because I didn't know she'd ever even met Picard. I don't think so either, but it's like, yeah, I'll come back to Star Trek. Do I have to wear a tra- do I have to wear like a cat suit? No, it's fine. Great. No, but you do have to wear, uh, well, you do have Picard to wear the shit and Janeway on your face, knew each other, I guess. I didn't watch any Voyager, but there was mention of Picard and Janeway knowing each other, and they do make it back to Earth. I, I saw Voyager over my roommate's shoulder. It had some decent CGI for the nineties. Yo, no, I, I watched. It is a terrible show. I think I watched like yeah. the first five seasons religiously, but I have no idea how Voyager ended. They get back. Oh, okay. I don't remember how or when, but 
I I don't know. I just. But here's the problem. It's on some fucking NBC subscription service. Yeah, CBS. CBS subscription service. So, yeah, yeah so yeah. I'm never going to see it. And that's it. Yep. And, and in, I'm in Canada. So I think, so their, their Star Trek Discovery series, I can't actually get it on network TV up here. Because, uh-huh. because yeah, like they, they won't put it on any of our streaming services because none of ours are theirs. And if they want to broadcast it in Canada at all, it has to be, you know, that's it. So it might end up being as Picard. If Picard is on is on broadcast TV, I'm 100 percent watching it. No, they're they're not going to give that away for free. Are well, you kidding? Wouldn't think they give Discovery away for free, and here we are. Hmm. They're getting ad bucks. You know, someone's paying them licensing for it. Okay. Okay. I. Gun, gun. But see, Alex, you did have the correct reply to this. Hmm. You're like, it's Patrick Stewart. Shut up. That's right. No, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, Patrick Stewart. It's the Patrick Stewart sci-fi hour. Yeah. Yeah, shut up and enjoy yourself. What the fuck? What the I, fuck? Uh, Patrick Stewart being hopeful. Yeah, I need that. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's so he's bad. the he's but he's how, the best in all of us. How, how much of the show is going to be cameos from Next Generation? I, I mean, don't okay, care. Is Jonathan Frakes going to show up? Of course, of course he's going to he show is. up. Is 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 uh, Lavar Burton going to show up? Well, of course. Marina Sirtis, eh, she might not like it. She might not come back. But I mean, it's it's going to be like this rolling. Every episode is just be rolling cameos. It's all it's going to be. Okay, but why is that bad? Here's a bunch because of characters. New that, here's a bunch to, of characters that we loved. Let's spend more time with them. Remember that no, one? No, remember this, that guy okay. Picard, the best captain of all time? We're doing another show with him, and Chamberlain's yeah. like, oh, no. No, no, it's got you those, know why? Uh, it's got those other characters that we liked. Therefore, because it's I am, bad. Because Fuck I that. am because I am consistent in how I consume media. I never play a game twice. I don't want to watch the same show again. Yeah, they're not on the Enterprise. But it's Picard, still him. Picard it's still is an Space old Cowboys and, with Picard. Picard I mean, is an old and broken man. Yeah, He's I want to see find, that. He, I, don't, yeah. I don't want to see him going back out to space. But that's where he finds himself again. Uh, and, and maybe, I, and probably saves the universe in the process. He's Picard. Well, of course, because it's going to be the Borg again. I hope the not. The Borg are terrible villains. They're boring villains. Yeah, the Borg but they, are they, boring. they did show a Borg cube, didn't they? They did they show did. a Borg cube. Yeah. And why else would Seven of Nine be there? Because she's part of Starfleet now. She can go back to the Borg, did she? Like, again, I don't know how Voyager ends. No, I, no, no. She she did not go back to yeah, the Collective. But, but, she, but she really she, seemed to become like a human person by the end, just with awesome techno powers. Yeah. She's like a cool cyborg chick. Who doesn't age much, apparently. Well, I mean... Does she ho- take care of herself? Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's like this is a video going around the internet with that she was playing board games this board game show with uh uh oh fuck some uh, someone no 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 um the guy who played the kid on on not crushing uh you've lost us fuck okay so the, she's playing on a board game show what is she doing on this board game show no no um her co- one of the the kid oh, from the next generation. Is yeah, Cushing, Wesley, Crusher, Wesley. Yeah, oh. yeah. No, Wheaton, Will Wheaton, yeah. Will Wheaton. He's playing Bill Gates. Will Wheaton, and they basically get into like a thing where like, hey, remember how we had to do all those like uh, shaking ship drills? He's like, hit shake, and they both like, like lean back and use and like they're being hit by torpedoes. Oh, that's cool. It's, it's pretty cute. They they know exactly what they do like twenty years later. That's funny. that was the one episode of. Big Bang Theory that I actually thought was moderately amusing hmm. was Sheldon losing at card games to Will Wheaton. Uh, actually, <laughs> they, they they bring back Wheaton quite a bit throughout the series. Yeah, and every time, like he is just this wonderful antagonist to Sheldon. 
because he's everything Sheldon wants to be. <laughs> they kind of hate each other. It's cool. Anyway. All right. All right. Well, we've proven that I hate everything, so we'll have to find something I like for next week. Well, by the time you get to the end of Days Gone, you might have, you know, I, I will we'll say, see. I will Play say. Playtime's going to be tight. I don't have any time to play tomorrow, so we'll see what happens. I, I will say, and I think I brought this up as I was playing through it. Do you remember in the Last of Us 2 trailer, we're like, wow, that was like the best video game kiss I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. Huh? Yeah, with Ellie and that other girl. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you are headed towards a moment in Days Gone 2 that no one will ever say that about. So just to warn you, <laughs> just to warn you, they try to do a sex scene at Days Gone too, and it's like, ah, oh. and it's not the scene in the, it's not the scene in the in the med tent with uh, Ricky. It's there's one later on, and it's like, I'm not sure we needed this. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you. It's like that cat's trailer. Just no, no. no. It's, it's, like, it's like taking a bunch of pair of Barbies and whacking them against each other. Oh, it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah th- those models are kind of interacting. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Skin doesn't always power. Try to add some story first. <laughs> Maybe in the shower. I don't know. <laughs> All right. All right. Chance, thank you for talking. My pleasure. Alex, thank you for being here. I can't wait for a next generation to make fun of the sex scenes in Bioware games. Yeah. Hey. It's going to be it's gonna be brutal. Oh, you're assuming there will be another Bioware game. Good luck with that. Oh, no, Ooh. there won't be. I'm just saying, looking back, like, our parents said, um, uh, oh, God, Mass Effect was hot shit. Look at this. Look at these mannequins. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. And yes, I can pretty much act out every single Bioware animation from memory. It's a problem. That is weird. The point and the, is bad, though. The, the, crossed, the crossed arms and the... Anyway. Uh, All right, good night. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you in a week. I'm very tired. <laughs>